Welcome back to Australia. Thank you. How was it? It was good. I'd say it's a pleasure to be here, but it's not. No, that's really mean. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Negative Nancy. You've actually been in a bad mood. I have. All day. I have. People are just going to think you, you, we're always in a bad mood. The last episode was oh, in a bad mood yeah. too. But you act, I've been fine today. You, no, I was pissed off. Yeah. Today. Do we want to? Well, talk about it. I mean, do you want someone? To I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. You want tissue for your issue? Or do you want me to go to Bunnings and get you a cup of concrete? concrete? Yeah, I do actually. All right, be over. <laughs> Tell a little running room. I'm gone. Wait, this is a podcast, and we can see us. <laughs> Have to describe every movement we make. Um, I just hate men. I'm yeah. so over them. I'm fucking here for it, sister. I mean, mm. I've got a boyfriend, but like, <laughs> I'm also here for it. <laughs> yeah, I understand why you'd be over it. I just, oh, anyway. It's do you fine. Want, do we want to like unpack it a little bit? I mean, not really. Oh, okay. You know what I'm like. Let's just not talk about it. Pretend it didn't Let's just avoid everything. everything. Avoid emotion. Well, I was saying to you earlier, like, mm. I'm fucking done. Mm. We I'm need done. some context, I feel. Like, you don't have to give full details, but I think, okay. like, give the listeners some context. Okay. So, I've been in the dating scene for a little while. Yeah. Dabbled. Been on a few dates. Mm-hmm. Met some lovely people. So, I thought were lovely people. <laughs> oh, let's not talk. Oh, and God. just, I just feel like my belief of, like, there's just no one out there for me is just constantly proven. I'm constantly like, well, oh, there we go again. Let me just stop like, you right there. Your first issue is your belief. belief. I know. But tell me I'm fucking wrong. Well, because the, what happens is when you believe something, you get confirmation oh, bias. I'm not going to go sit in fucking La La Land and be like, oh, my God, the love of my life is out there. I'm fucking trying. Well, say, <laughs> no, you need to manifest because no no when i tell you i'm done that's it i'm done not not forever but i think i just need to just let any man that comes near me he said it pulls out like a cross (laughs) get back satan satan yeah stay away from me Mm, well i mean i think we need to i think firstly we need to just maybe change our mindset a little bit okay what do you suggest well, I think we need to work on that core belief of yours. Okay. I've been trying. Yeah. That's why I've been dating. Have you journaled? So I'm trying no journaling. I'm <laughs> Have you journaled on this? Have you journaled on this? <laughs> I know girl No, it is really difficult. And I think that it gets harder. Like how, like we said in our dating episode, it gets yeah. harder as you get older. And like you almost have like less fucks as well. I give zero. Yeah. Like when I you give zero. Like, yeah. and And it's just like. It's not the same pattern. It's something different with every person. I say every person. There's been like not many. But do you think I'm you go like, for like a type, or is like I a, mean, yeah, okay, yeah. no, but I do. But then also, I've dated people that are definitely yeah. not my type, and that's yeah, also ha- I like you know I'm like which end of the scale do I go because mm. neither are fucking working. Yeah, no, you're right. You are right. I feel like you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the answers. I don't, I don't know the answer. I think this is what I think. Hear me out. Okay. You put a theory. I do. So <laughs> I'm done. I'm... <laughs> okay. And that's it. And that's no, it. That's my theory. I'm like, right. I'm not putting energy into it. That's mm. it. I'm like a complete. I'm in my head. I'm going to go celibate. You're going to what? Go celibate. I thought you said see Albert. And I was like, <laughs> who's Albert? Who's Albert? Which one's this? <laughs> Which one's he? <laughs> anyway, got to go. Albert's calling. Um, no, I'm going to go celibate. I'm just going to become a nun. You know what? I support you. And we'll get to see But then the other part of me is like. Could do the opposite. Might be, <laughs> go the other way. Might be an escort. <laughs> uh, why not? Why not? Might as well. Stranger things happen. At least I'd get some. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you'd probably get paid for it. No. We, we do not condone that behavior. I mean, but unless, no, unless you want to. That's right. And then we fully support you. That's right. And your decisions. That's right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's why I'm in a bad mood. Cause I'm just like, it's like every time something happens, I'm like, oh, fucking course. Yeah. And like I was saying to you before, my biggest trigger mm. in life mm. is when I have plans. Yeah. And they fall someone through. that, and that falls through like yeah. set in stone plans. Mm. And that is something that I've worked on. It's from my childhood and it just, inf- I see red mm. when this happens. Like, and it's not even about like. Oh, I'm not doing that plan now mm. or like, oh, I'm sucks that I'm not going to see that person. It's like that feeling of like someone 
not following through with what they say. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that is like, it's almost like someone like. It's a daddy issue. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost like it's more of a, you don't want me or you don't want me now or like an abandonment kind of wound. It's not necessarily like, oh, I'm so annoyed that we're not the plan. It's like, you know, I've put in this effort. You don't reciprocate that. Yeah. Mm. And I, I understand have, that. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> that's that's my sitch. Great way to open. Yeah. Positive vibes. Jackie's done. All round. Jackie's done. <laughs> Unless you know a fucking good looking handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> Send him our <laughs> Send way. Send him away. No, he has to come through me first. I've got There's a, a screening process. I've already got a prepared checklist. Um and if the yeah, last you've got to get not, pre- have not passed the test. They have not passed the test. <laughs> they yeah, have not passed bad. the test but um, i mean i mean i mean they some of them were walking red flags bad but hey here what we do are. you do what do you do i actually had something i was going to say about that one Ooh. on here um the walking red flag yeah the one who was literally like uh, yeah the color of yeah i don't know this tomato yeah what was it never mind never mind if you remember just just say it again. It was like a funny thing that I saw and I was like, oh my God, that reminds me of old mate. Anyway. It's great anyway. content when you're on your phone. <laughs> great po- great podcasting when you're sitting there scrolling I'm, on your phone. I'm reading my podcast notes. <laughs> okay. No. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. So, I, no, I, um, I wanted to ask you about Hawaii because you just got back. You're looking got a lovely glow. Thank you. Have you noticed my forehead peeling? Oh, did you get, is that what that's from? Yeah, I just thought you I had got like a severe. skin condition or something. <laughs> Just thought you were a snake. You were some liberal little snake. Smart. <laughs> I'm um, no, Hawaii was great. It was Hawaii is very expensive, which is something I wasn't mm. like. People had said to me it's expensive, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, but like, is it really? how expensive, <laughs> mate? Spare change. <laughs> Does anybody have spare, spare change? change? Oh, I actually don't know what that's from. <gasps> Sorry, I just had a thought. What? I don't want to talk about it. You need some spare change. Oh, let's talk about it. No. I just saw something about it. Don't. Sorry, it just reminded me. Of are your eyes watering? No. No. Okay. They're a little bit glassy. Um, so this week's been... It's actually... I'm... An emotional week. Sorry, I know I completely cut off your Hawaii story. No, it's fine. I just got reminded Hawaii of was good, but carry on. So I'm really struggling with the death of Matthew Perry mm. because I'm not going to lie. I got so upset. Remember, you came home from Hawaii mm. and I had literally been bawling my eyes and out. i was like oh my god what's happened she yeah and i had on I, I to be fair i got caught in a bit of a rabbit hole on tiktok and i was watching all these like tribute videos Aww. and i got really emotional and i just wanted because i thought it was really strange i got so emotional about it i was like why am i so sad like i don't know this guy mm. blah 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 however i feel like i've almost like convinced myself that it's okay of course it is. Because, yeah, Friends has been a huge part of my life. I feel like... Huge. Yeah. I've For grown... as long as I've known you, you are watching Friends. Yeah. I actually go to sleep to it most nights. To Matthew Perry. To Matthew Perry. I go to sleep to Friends every night because it makes me calm. Yeah. And um, if I'm ever having, like, a bad day or if I'm ever, like, you know, just struggling with stuff, I... Friends, it sounds ridiculous, but it's always been like my comfort. Mm. And I reckon I've seen every episode more than a hundred times. Like I could quote probably the whole entire literally, 10 seasons. Literally. Um, and yeah, it almost felt like I lost, I don't know. I just wasn't, I, yeah, I've been very emotional about it and I can't I mean, watch. It's so sad. He's so young. He's, yeah. Are they saying it's suspicious? No. Um, I think they're doing an investigation into it. There was some interesting stuff he posted on Instagram, like the leading Batman up to stuff? it. Yeah, yeah, and then like the last photo he posted was the one of him in the jacuzzi mm. that he died in, mm. which is bizarre. Bizarre. Um, but like, not even just for friends. Like, he was a huge advocate for you know alcohol and substance abuse. Like, he um, experienced that himself, mm. and he wrote books, and he helped so many people overcome you know addiction issues and um and there's just there's so he did so much more than just friends but um yeah I, it was it rocked me and i yeah i just feel very sad about it i haven't mm. been able to watch friends since i haven't mm, watched it really yeah i went to put it on that night and i was like i can't actually mm. i will cry so you look like you're crying you look like you're crying maybe it's the lighting maybe it's here. the lighting <laughs> look at us just crying it's fine um <laughs> 
yeah, anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because I felt very, I just felt very, I don't know, Affected strange by it. By it. Mm. I've never been like that with yeah. a famous person's passing before. I get it. I mean, I don't get it. I haven't experienced it, but yeah. I can understand it from your point of view because I know how much you yeah. love friends. And- did you know they did a, a study on friends, like the mm. actual series, and they were saying that it increases, like the results said that it increased happiness because oh. every episode there's like everyday problems that are really relatable mm. and every, all the time they always overcome the problems. They always, you know, like – find a solution or they have their friends to support them and it like instills that sort of sense of hope in people i love that um and when you think about it it's so true yeah like even just like the everyday stuff like yeah. i don't know when they're cooking a christmas roast and it doesn't go well but yeah they have like a way to still make it a good night whatever yeah it is. Mm. yeah so i um yeah friends is my favorite tv show as well so fyi just add that in there <laughs> just fun fact fun fact friends is my favorite tv show um moving on sorry tell me more about hawaii no there's not much more to tell it was a really good trip i went with a girlfriend well like a couple of girlfriends Mm. um and yeah it was beautiful weather a lot of sun baking hence the glow Mm. and the burn the peeling forehead peeling forehead yeah (laughs) um yeah it was cool it was cool it was like i think part of me was like oh, I don't really feel like I'm going on holiday beforehand. And then when I got there, I was like, I still don't feel like I'm on holiday. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know, because I work remote, so I st- I don't ever like Have a day take off. annual leave and, yeah. oh, look, I'm on holiday. And I also think part of it was it didn't feel that different to home. Mm. You know, like you go to Thailand and you're welcomed with us. Why do you come? Like, you know, <laughs> um, or like, yeah, you go anywhere in the world. I don't know. And you kind of get that like that point of difference yeah even like i don't know when you step off the plane somewhere and it's like that humid heat and you're like i'm in a different country yeah it didn't really have that so i don't know if that was maybe why um but i yeah i don't think i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing that i didn't feel that i think Um, as well you didn't go for very long yeah i think like i wasn't hanging for a holiday like i wasn't i think i think in You're that not sense, hanging for a holiday. <laughs> no, like I'm always ready for a holiday, <laughs> but I'm never like hanging to like fuck off and go. Yeah, because I just do what I do here, but in another country. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a positive. I think it, so. it just felt very strange not feeling that mm. feeling of like, fuck yeah, let's fucking yeah. move countries and never yeah, come back. Literally, and that was probably the last. Mm. Well, all the other travel that I've done in the last year has either been yeah. To move, move somewhere or do visa runs or whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, crying it was good. at the airport saying goodbye to each Literally. other. Oh my <laughs> god, that was an emotional goodbye. That was I. The that day when you went and yeah. we said our goodbyes and we didn't know when we'd see each other again was probably one of the most emotional days. I remember I went home and I sat in your room and just cried. My empty room. Your empty room and just cried and just and I remember like. I went out, I had a friend's birthday and then um, we were out and the song Jackie came on and I started crying. I, I met this random girl on the dance floor, as you do. Of course. And I was like, oh my God, you have to dance with me to this song. This is about my best friend. She just left me to go overseas. <laughs> she's just, she's just she's lived. moved to another country. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I took a video of me and this girl that I've no idea who she was and I sent it to you and I was like... Jackie, when you're touching my, my soul in the candlelight. Whoa, Jackie. Great song. Track. Did you see the remix? There is a remix. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised about that. I'm not. I mean, it's a track. We should get around it. I we love should. it. Mm. Great song. Good song. Fabulous song. <laughs> in spectacular song. Spectacular. Great. <laughs> Great lyrics. Um, shall we introduce the topic today? Yeah, good one. I feel like you're just going to take the reins on this one. Oh, I'm excited. That makes me nervous. No, don't be nervous. I don't like. I got you. I hate I all the attention on me. I really hate, hate it. attention. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I feel like with this stuff, it makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be like, this is my job. And I feel like I'm supposed to know all this stuff. But you hey, we're all, all learning stuff. all the time. But you, know? you do know all this stuff. That's why we're doing this topic. Yeah, I know. Give yourself some credit. Back yourself. All right. I'm back Thank myself. You. Thank Do you. we need a like a deep usa 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 fabulous yeah. <laughs> fabulous all right fabulous. We're in. that we're was in. great um well so i guess today we're going to talk a little bit about i guess more around what i do for work um but also touch on i guess the umbrella is like mental illness mm-hmm. um but 
I personally, like I predominantly want to talk about um, psychotic illness and mm-hmm. also um, personality disorders and also just working in a forensic kind of mental health facility and the challenges and the types of people that we work with and mm. the themes that I, mm. I come across. It's so interesting. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, you probably hear a lot of it every day. I come home and I'm like, I need to talk to you. I've had a <laughs> day. <laughs> Sit down. Um, and I think for me, I am really, really passionate about this stuff, um, which is really weird because I, not weird, but it's, it's just an interesting mm. passion, I think. I don't think, yeah. But I think, and you were sort of saying earlier that, you know, you want people to sort of better understand it. Mm. And I think because you better understand it, you've seen it firsthand, you've seen the people that have these mental illnesses um, Mm. and go through these kind of things. I think that's where, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. but I think that's where you've developed the passion for it because it's, Mm. you're not seeing it from like an outsider lens. You're actually like in it, you're working with it. You like, you know, develop connections with these people and you can Mm. just kind of see that like, oh my, like this is, what they have this is what they've been through this is what they go through yeah um and then you know to also see that society may have like a different perception mm. of that i don't know that's yeah. where that's how i perceive your passion for it because it's like you yeah yeah you know def- what i mean yeah definitely and i completely agree and i have got into quite a few arguments <laughs> with a lot of people who um yeah they all like you know people who don't really I don't want to say like who don't really understand mm. um what I do for work and who think that people who have committed crimes and um have mental illness are bad people mm. and it's sort of like well I think that's a very like privileged perspective mm. because mm-hmm. um yeah most of the people who I work with their lives have not been as mm-hmm. privileged as mm-hmm. you know, most people I know mm-hmm. um and also I think like you obviously speak to these people about what they've done Mm. and when you hear their version of what was going on in their mind Mm. it's like oh my goodness you know like and that's never portrayed on media or you know when someone's telling a story about what someone's done Mm. you never get to hear that person's version of it and it's not just like I'm crazy and did this yeah they've got a genuine reason yeah. In their brain, they genuinely believed they had to do what they did. Yeah, right? definitely. And it's actually a lot of the time when people commit crimes and they are, you know, deemed mentally unwell, we actually see the, their risk of self-harm and suicide mm. increase significantly when they realize what's happened. Mm. Um, and you can see that. They come back from this reality and they're like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like, you know, a lot of them, they, they most of them regret it. And, of course, yeah. um, you know, they have to also live with that for the rest mm. of their lives, which is, you know, and, and not taking it away from the victim at all. Like, you know, there's been all the victim's family and things mm, like that. Mm. It's horrible. It's mm. a horrible, horrible experience. Mm. And so many people are affected. Mm. And, um, you know, so I think it's just, I, I guess. and But then there's the other aspect of things like, you know, just because you have a psychotic illness doesn't mean you're going to commit a, a mm. crime. Mm. Um that's just more around what you do that's right yes at work right yeah. like yeah. yeah so i work with people who have offended mm. um and they are now serving time for their for their well, not serving time they're now um i guess they were found not guilty so they're kind of in a rehabilitation service where and they're not guilty due to mental due to mental illness yeah, yeah. okay so they it was proven that they were psychotic um mm. at the time and mm. um yeah and so that's kind of you know, they, they, they come to us, we, like, you know, we support them in their rehabilitation. Um, and yeah, we, I guess like the best thing I, the thing I love about my job is like, I get to work with people for a like extended period of time. Mm. Um, and I get to see them every single day and I get to know them. Um, and it's really like, you know, you know them, you know, I see them more than I see my family. Mm, <laughs> like, mm. um, you know them so well and you become that kind of trusted person in their life. And a lot, a lot of the time these people don't have family. They don't mm. have social supports. They don't mm. have anyone in the community. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time that's not even at a fault of their own. Mm. You know, they, were given, they weren't given a great hand in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of become that person for them. Um, and it's, it's a really, um, yeah, I've never really, it's, it's a really like special kind of thing to do I guess Mm. and have that sort of relationship with someone who and you know 
you want to make a difference in their lives. You want to see them progress. Um, So yeah, that's what I do for work. Um, And I'm an OT. So um, as an OT, we we do a lot of different things. Um, So I do things from like ADLs, which is like, you know, their self-care and um, their cooking skills and like, you know, can they shower themselves and and then I, it goes all the way through from that to like working on motivation and how to motivate these people. Um, we then do things like social skills. I run quite a lot of group therapy. Um, we we also have support in physical health and nutrition. And um, there's like a saying for OTs and it's like, we are a jack of all trade, a master of none, <laughs> which is very true. Yeah, I feel doing whatever we can to help you. <laughs> whatever we can. What, yeah, whatever we can. Um, and yeah, we do a lot of like, I feel like a lot of the time I'm sometimes like an event manager. Like I just like organize all events for the. What did you say earlier? You're like, I fucking spent how many hours yesterday cutting up someone's dog's tablets. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, I have done. I put a. I like I spent time putting like cutting holes into a nappy once and putting it on a dog. Like I was like, what is my job? I honestly don't even. Am know. I a vet? Am I a vet? <laughs> um, but I guess like that's what I do for for work. But I really want to talk more to I guess psychotic illnesses um Mm. and because from my perspective i see a lot of stuff you know on the internet on social media about raising awareness around depression and anxiety and of course that's Mm. of course we should be doing that Mm. however i just i never see stuff on psychotic there's a lot of stigma around people with a psychotic illness and i think um you know and i have can think of like one person in particular who who was definitely going through a psychosis i don't Mm. know if that falls under yeah it does you know that but when that was happening because people weren't educated about it it was like oh fuck have you seen so and so like they're they're going a bit fucking loopy yeah and there was and you know my gut instinct i was like something's not right though like and yeah sure enough it that was what was happening Mm. um but it was just i think it's that the society's vision of someone yeah. going through that is very just like, oh, well, they're fucking crazy. They're yeah. losing the plot, you know. Oh, 100%. But it's and an illness. Yeah, it's an illness. And I, and I think like, you know, there's so many reasons why psychosis can happen. And I'll touch more on that in a second. But, you know, for example, a lot of people who are homeless – probably like you know a lot of them have mental illness mm. um and i remember there used to be one particular in, when we used to live in port melbourne mm. um and this person was very sig- clearly mm. ha- experiencing psychosis um mm. and the police got cold and but the police and you know they're just doing their jobs but they're not mental health clinicians they don't understand what's going on for this person um and you know they can resor- re- resort to things and you know as a safety issue of course you can understand it but they resort to things like restraining them and 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 traumatizing them and Mm. it kind of like exacerbates those symptoms of psychosis Mm. and um i think like there is a lot of education that needs to be done around what that what that means for someone do you think that like a police attending someone like that for example Mm -hmm. without knowing that person they can't see straight that they're going through a psychosis like in their minds it's not obvious, is it? Like, it's like, mm. this person could just be drug affected. This yeah. person could be that, this, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, a lot of the time, it, it, like, psychosis can just be mistaken for, mm. oh, they're on drugs. Mm. Which they could potentially be. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sort of like, you know, and it's also the public knowledge and education as well. The public mm. can look at it and be like, oh, that person's just fucked. Mm. And it's like, well, that person is probably, like, mm. there's just probably so many other things that we, we need to look at in terms of, like, why they are that way yeah i always look at things and i think this is like i always look at a situation with curiosity instead of like judgment Mm. if i'm looking at a patient and i'm like okay like they're behaving this way Mm. why are they behaving this Mm. way let's dig deep let's Mm. become curious about it instead of being like oh this is why yeah this person's doing that yeah um and like i i there's this saying and i find this really interesting but like in terms of just mental health mental illness in general it can kind of be categorized into three different words Mm. so you can either be mad bad or sad Mm. so sad is like depression anxiety Mm -hmm. mad is like a psychosis Mm -hmm. and then bad is like a personality disorder Mm. and that's how we can kind of like i feel like it's interesting when you categorize it into that way because i feel like the sad is spoken about quite a lot Mm -hmm. but the mad and bad are the two that Mm. people don't really 
Yeah, it's sort of like if someone's going through the sad, mm. it's like, oh, let's help them. Let's let them know they can reach out. Yeah. But if they're going through the mad or the bad, it's like, People are like, I don't want to yeah. know anything about it. Yeah, that's really um, interesting. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, I, I like while I think there's so much that needs to be done around, you know, like the depression and anxiety and things like that. I think that, you know, these two kind of things are just interesting to talk about. Um, so I guess I might just quickly run through like what it is to mm. have like a psychosis. Yeah. And you probably most people probably know these things, mm. so I won't go on about them mm. too much. But like having a psychosis is usually around you have you're experiencing delusions or like hallucinations like auditory hallucinations or visual hallucinations so mm-hmm. you know you might see someone in the street who is acting or like pretending like they're seeing things or acting strange or talking to themselves mm-hmm. and it's usually in a response to these types of symptoms um a lot of the time and i see this a lot <laughs> with pretty much more everyone I work with um it's always around like a higher power so mm. like a delusion or um like a thought like they can have sort of thoughts and it's usually around like I'm God or like I have this secret mission that I need to do for the world or you know I I'm amazing and have this like grandio- grandiosity about mm. them mm. um and that's a lot of the time they can present like that as well so um yeah, it's interesting. Like, the, it, but everyone's experiences are always so different. Mm. So you don't really know. I had this guy when, when, um, I, not where I'm working now, but like mm. where I used to work. Um, and I remember he came in and he was like, and he'd been referred by his GP to come in to the mental health team. And he said to me, he was like, "Look, I don't have a mental illness, but I really need your help to get a legal team because I've got the government after me." They're talking at me through the radio and they're coming for me. And all I need from you, I don't have mental illness. I don't, nothing's wrong with me. I just need your help to get a legal team. And I was like, mind you, I'm like a fresh graduate at this point. I'm in this room by myself You're with like, this guy. What's the government doing to you, bro? Literally, I'm <laughs> like, tell me more about the government. And I'm just like, I'm like, fuck. Like, like that. And, and, yeah. and it's so real to them. And I think that's what we forget. Like, it's so real to them to like to have these experiences and the worst thing you can do in with someone in a psychosis is challenge them Mm. because it's their reality and you can't deny someone Mm. their reality Mm. you know it's it's not that it it, it is it is real for them Mm. you know Mm. and i think that that's really important when kind of like looking at psychotic illnesses and working with people and and you know that one of the challenges is the lack of like the insight like they, sure. they don't have insight into it so challenging on them is is not really not really gonna because well, they believe it right they're hearing that you know mm. that they are god so <laughs> i am god yeah one time i had three jesuses in the same room <laughs> you're like there's holes in the story here guys. and then one of them was like he's crazy he thinks i'm jesus like oh he's like oh, i'm jesus <laughs> how can he think he's jesus he must be batshit crazy <laughs> He's lost the plot. And I'm like, okay. It's not possible. <laughs> um, a lot of other times with people who are experiencing psychosis, um, you know, you see a lot of like disorganized thinking or like disorganized thoughts or like their houses can be completely disorganized mm. and quite chaotic. Mm. Um, you know, things like hoarding and stuff mm. like that as well. So, um, you know, they're kind of other things that, you know, you might see or observe if mm-hmm. you if you're not sure if someone's experiencing psychosis. A lot of the time, they're really guarded about it as well. They might not even they won't talk mm. about it. They're very good at putting on an act. Some mm. of them, unless they get to the point where they can't, and yeah. then it becomes quite quite obvious. Um, but I guess the primary the primary diagnosis or primary psychotic illness is schizophrenia, mm. um, or you can have schizoaffective disorder, which is like a mood component mm-hmm. as well. So that's that's you know bit challenging to Mm. navigate as well um i actually worked with a guy one time who he thought he was a lizard so i'm trying not to laugh you can laugh it's fine it's funny (laughs) honestly if you don't laugh you'll cry that's my saying with this job (laughs) you're like righto a Um, lizard okay i remember him being like you'll see one day my my skin will come off and my scales will come off and and I'll, i'll i'll be a lizard and i was like you know what okay you know let me know i'll pop you in a tank with a bit of a heat light yeah you know give you some crickets (laughs) see what happens (laughs) um but i think yeah like it's it's just sort of you know when in those moments you just kind of sit there and you're like okay 
Yeah. Like this is, yeah. the, you know, these are the people that I'm sort of um, working and with. And so with like these ones in particular, are they, are you born with it? Do you mm. get it? Like, because I feel Great like question. I've heard people throw around like, you know, a drug-induced psychosis yeah. or like, so is it, how does that happen? Is it yeah. something that you have your whole life as a kid? Does something trigger it? Like, mm. Great question. Thanks. Um, so it is, there's, there's, I guess there's still ongoing research mm. around it. Mm. So there are lots of different components. So a lot of the time there can be a genetic component. So if mm. your mum or your dad or someone in your family has a psychotic illness, mm-hmm. you're more likely going to get it. Mm-hmm. You might not though. Mm. Um, some people can go throughout their whole, like half their life, like until they get to 30 or 40. 40 is pretty late. Most people are diagnosed in their like early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people, I work with people who have been diagnosed in their mid 30s mm. um, and they just had a really big life stressor and it triggered psychosis and then it turned into schizophrenia. Um, and But the normal age you would sort of be diagnosed would be between like 18 and like early 20s, so mm. late teens, early 20s. Interesting. Um, and the other component is, yeah, like substance use can bring it on, especially if you have that predisposed, mm. um, if you're predisposed to it. Yeah, I remember I had a friend who was maybe their family, mm. schizophrenia was in the, like in the family mm. and, you know, smoking weed and stuff. He was just like, I'm absolutely not going to because like the risk yeah. would be a lot higher. Yeah. Like, an, and it might just take one yeah bad turn kind of thing is that true yeah yeah yeah. definitely it can um there are worse drugs for it so um like methamphetamine Mm. is probably one of the worst along with cannabis cannabis Mm. is really like in terms of psychosis Mm. really high Mm. um yeah i remember him being like no i'm just not doing it yeah i'm gonna smoke it because it's just not worth the risk Mm. and you might get like a drug-induced psychosis Mm. but you know eventually if you were to keep doing it you mm. could easily trigger and if you have a drug-induced psychosis can you come out of it mm-hmm. or do you have it forever no so you can okay. have a drug-induced psychosis if you choose to like some people yeah if you choose to stop using substances um mm. then you can actually prevent that from you, you might just have like a period of time where okay. you're in a bit of a psychosis and then you just what is it common that you just wouldn't have it again um, no, you could, if you sort yeah. of like keep using substances, yeah, okay. you'll get it. Um, but then if you were to keep using, keep using, keep using, you probably mm. develop like a psychotic illness. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing is though, with substance use is, and I think like this is, and this is where we get into a bit of an, like it's a bit of a vicious cycle mm. because substance use, one, it's, some people have an addiction. So it's not, you know, people, a lot of people think that substance use is within people's control. And unfortunately, mm. that's just not the case when you mm. have an addiction to something, mm-hmm. you know. And why do people use substances? What's the main reason, mm. do you think? Yeah, like to escape reality. Right? Yeah, yeah, to cope. Mm. So if you think about this population, you know, a lot of the time they haven't had great upbringings. They've mm. had pretty, you know, traumatic childhood. They may have not had parents or mm. parents that were present. Um, they haven't had role models. They haven't been given or been taught the skills that you need to, I don't know, maintain friendships. Mm. Um, how do you cope with that? Well, you use substances. Mm. Um, and then you might get a psychosis. How do you yeah. deal with that psychosis? You use substances. Yeah. And yeah. then it's that sort of vicious cycle. So I think like there's a lot, and I mean, I'm not an alcohol and drug specialist, mm. so, but. I think that there's a lot of merit and um, a lot of pe- like people need to be t- trying to instead of judging, mm. being more being curious. Like, oh, they're using drugs, and that's why. This and they deserve happened. it. It's yeah. like, well, let's be curious about yeah. Yeah. what's happened. Yeah, um, I can it's tell more than just like the surface level. Yeah, that person's losing their mind, kind of thing. Yeah, mm. I can tell you. I would say, a hundred percent of the people I work with have experienced significant trauma as a child abuse. Mm. Um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mm. um, and it's it's horrible. Like mm. it's it's horrible, and 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 I think when you see it firsthand, you have a very different perspective to people who you know who don't. So going through something like that can trigger. Well, like going through something like that can trigger substance use. Mm-hmm. 
um, obviously alcohol abuse. I guess the other thing that I'm going to touch on today is personality disorders because Mm -hmm. there is a significant, you know, if you've experienced significant trauma, Mm -hmm. you are at a very, very high risk of developing a personality disorder. So that's Mm -hmm. actually different from... Like obviously, it's 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 not a mental illness. Essentially, mm. a, a personality disorder is, well, it's exactly what it is. It's a personality mm. disorder. Um, so when we're born, we are all born with personality traits. Um, but if we experience trauma when we're younger, it actually inhibits a lot of the development in certain areas of our personality. Mm. So when you think of personality, you know, it is. Like it's those, you know, the ones that get thrown around is there's narcissistic personality mm. disorder. There is antisocial personality disorder. There's borderline personality disorder. Um, and a lot of the things that you'll see in people like this, they'll, you know, they do rule breaking. Um, they're quite manipulative. They can be quite callous. Um, they lack a lot of empathy. Mm. Um, and you know, let's be honest, they're traits that not many people like. Mm. So because of that, they have a lot of issues in relationships. Mm. They have a lot of issues maintaining friendships. Mm. Um, You know, they don't have those interpersonal skills because they weren't developed Mm. when they were younger. Mm. Um, And I, most of the people that I work with have a mental illness and a personality disorder. Yeah. So we're working with... The combo. (laughs) Absolutely combo. (laughs) Um, So you can imagine, you know, it's really challenging and let's be honest if you were diagnosed with a personality disorder you're someone saying hey you've got something wrong with your personality Mm. how like horrible is that and you can't control it you can't control it yeah and you've now been labeled as this you have a personality disorder Mm. and you're going to be labeled with that for the rest of your life Mm. Mm -hmm. um i remember when i was doing like some professional development around personality disorders and um yeah I remember the the facilitator said that to me and it always sat with me and I was Mm. like fuck like that's pretty full-on is bipolar a personality disorder that is a mental illness okay yeah so bipolar is a mood disorder Mm -hmm. um however bipolar you can also experience psychosis Mm. so you can have like a manic Mm -hmm. kind of episode Mm. um and usually that can come on with stress Mm. and things like that um Stress is a huge thing. It triggers psychosis. So much by the sound of it. Yeah, stress is is huge. Um, and yeah, it, it's another it's another huge trigger as well as like, you know, <laughs> so many different things. Mm, um, mm. But I guess yeah, with personality, and I I also wanted to touch on you know, there's the word psychopath gets mm-hmm. thrown around a lot, um, mm-hmm. and sociopath, mm. and they are technically like situated aside Mm. from personality disorders um so like they are there's a lot of argument around whether like they are even i guess a thing because they kind of come under like they could be classified as more of an antisocial but people like there's a lot of debate in like the psychology world around like whether they are an antisocial personality disorder if they should be in their own kind of Mm. category um but it is like a disorder it like is if you're a psychopath or a sociopath yes it's still yes yep so yeah. then there's the debate about that is like one is born and mm. one is bred okay so um like a psychopath is technically born yeah um and then a sociopath is sort of like it's like the nature nurture like they've been in an environment where they've experienced trauma or you know they've had a really hard upbringing um and they've kind of developed and that's what they know or how they cope or yeah 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 and you said sorry i don't know if this is going on no. but you said that like narcissistic mm-hmm. it that falls under a personality disorder mm-hmm. and that's obviously another word that gets thrown around <laughs> quite a lot right like yeah and it, i feel like just more so nowadays mm, yeah for whatever reason whether it's become it's like, a very it's just like i don't words. know someone says like fuck i look good today and people are like narcissist. <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah but is that so, like, can you still have the traits of a narcissist mm. or of a sociopath or something like mm-hmm. that and you're not actually that? Correct, yeah. You just have those traits because that's... Yeah. So, everyone has, like, narcissistic traits. It's everyone does. Mm. Um, there is, like... Not a... me. I'm so much better than <laughs> I'm everyone. So um, you didn't get my joke. I was being a narcissist. Anyway. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy, like... Too busy making your own joke. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, for narcissistic personality or... 
you know, a lot of people can have these traits, but there's actually a criteria that you have to meet. It's a very mm. specific criteria. It's called the um, DSM-5. Mm. So all mental illnesses um, are classified under that mm-hmm. um, and like disorder, personality mm. disorders. Um, interestingly, psychopathology or psychopathy is not in that diagnostic manual. So it's actually like it, there is, it is a diagnosis, but it's not actually recognized. Yeah, so I think like touching on the narcissistic, there are, I think because we live in this world at the moment where Mm. like there's Instagram and, Mm -hmm. you know, like people are kind of want admiration Mm. and, um, you know, want to be adored. And, you know, I think like there's this lack of vulnerability. So people are quite like unempathetic and Mm -hmm. there's a bit of a a trend at the moment, I think. Um, But to be a narcissist is like to actually have narcissistic personality disorder is pretty full on. Mm. Is that something as a narcissist Mm. that you would recognize? Because I feel like, like narcissistic traits is that you're amazing and you know, you're fine. And so like, I'm just trying to think like if someone Mm. had that, Mm. what would have to happen for them to be like, I'm going to get, do you know what I mean? Like, the I feel thing, like if you were hearing voices or if, you know, you realize that yeah. you're quite different or something, mm. then maybe you'd go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm just try- like, I'm, yeah. in my head, I'm like, if a narcissist was to be diagnosed as a narcissist, <laughs> how? <laughs> like, because well, I'd be like, no, yeah, so you're there's the problem. <laughs> that's the thing. So, like, it's interesting because you just reminded me of something, but like, when someone has a personality disorder, right? The person that, is actually getting affected is not the the person Mm. it's actually the people around them right right so it's you know it's the people they have relationships with it's their work colleagues it's their friends yeah so the person who has this disorder whether it be a narcissist or like another type of personality disorder usually you're right like it's not likely that they're going to go to therapy it's Mm. not likely that they're going to sit there and be like yeah i'm a narcissist yeah because get this checked out yeah and i think you know a lot of the time it's interesting for you know, narcissist in particular, because they, um, like they are actually very, very insecure. Like Mm. on the, the the reasons, like how a narcissist is created is they have a childhood where they were most likely neglected. Um, and they like, you know, they kind of felt this sense of, you know, I'm not worthy. Mm. And then as it kind of, as they grow older and um, they kind of move forward with that sort of mindset, they usually put on like a bit of a facade Mm. and they're this person that, you know, needs to be admired. Mm. They need to, because this is how they've coped throughout their whole life. Um, And yeah, they have a lack of empathy because they really struggle to relate to emotion and understand Mm. their own emotions. Mm. So um you know, it is really difficult for someone who has like a narcissistic personality disorder to actually recognize that. And then to go to therapy is almost impossible mm. <laughs> to be mm. consistent with therapy. Yeah. Because as soon as the therapist is like, hey, uh, there are some issues here, mm. they might just be like, no. Nah. No, there's not. Yeah. yeah. And you'll find that they have a lot of issues in relationships. Yeah. Um, because that's where that's where sort of their skills are lacking, mm. like connecting with others, like being yeah. emotionally vulnerable and things like that. Um, whereas like people who have like a borderline personality disorder, that is a lot more common in women. Mm. Um, again, trauma is a huge part of that. Um, I work with quite a few women who have BPD and they, the, the, the trauma that they've experienced is just, I've just, it's insane, insane. insane. Um, and their symptoms are lack of trust, mm. um, usually like abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really hard to build rapport with, like mm. so And hard. is that due to the lack of trust? The lack of yeah. trust, yeah. They're really – and they can also be ve- like very impulsive. A lot of them end up um, like ending their lives um, because they're very like high, low, mm. high, low. Um, it's, really, it's, it's really horrible and – yeah, self harm tendencies. Yeah. Um, very like because the lows are so low, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they, yeah, they again struggle with relationships. Um, so I think like the difference between having like a, a huge difference between having a personality disorder and almost just having traits is like how are your relationships? Mm. Have you struggled with ongoing relationships? Mm. Um, and 
you know, is this been something that has been consistent throughout your whole life with like mm. your family and your friends, like not just a romantic relationship, mm. but like your relationships in general, because you'll probably find that, you know, people can have traits, but if you have those like significant kind of um, problems and their patterns, long, their, yeah. Yeah, patterns and long term, that's genuinely, you know, what you would sort of, mm. yeah, experience, like you would have that. And surely people close to you would like they usually won't have many people close to them yeah because they don't they can't form those relationships so they wouldn't really have someone sitting there being like something's not right here yeah yeah they usually won't have very many supports Mm. around them um because they push people away Mm. as well Mm. um so you can imagine i mean like kind of bringing it back all to tie in together it's sort of like working with these people and, and like i said I work with people who mostly have both of these things. Mm. Also, sometimes they have like a substance use disorder as well. So you've mm. got a mental illness, a psychotic mental illness, you've got a personality disorder and mm. you've got a substance use disorder as well. Um, not to mention all of the physical health mm. issues that you get from one being on any psychotic medication, mm. um, you know, being kind of institutionalized in mm-hmm. psychiatric facilities for mm. such a long period of time, um, no social supports, mm. you know, significant history of trauma, probably mm. PTSD from the trauma. Like you can kind of start to see the picture of the people who, you know, I feel like the world almost like, turn away from Mm. the world look at these people and they just want to forget about them yeah and it's sort of like well (laughs) you know (laughs) they're humans too Mm. um and they're actually great people Mm. and i think that once you kind of get underneath all of all of that Mm -hmm. which is can take Mm. a long time Mm. um you know you can you can really see that you know they mean well and they they do try but you know life was against them they Mm. they weren't given um they weren't given like you know i'm so privileged Mm. i look at my life and i think fuck i am so privileged in comparison to these people yeah um what they've been through and experienced yeah Mm. yeah like you know being yeah sexually abused as children Mm. or being forced to take drugs by Mm. your mother Mm. um seeing your parents get shot or killed Mm. um you know like being homeless yeah um these things are especially if you're looking at like a child who they're you know they're developing mm. um they're developing that their brain you know that that they're kind of as between the ages of i don't know like before the ages of 18 your brain is still developing mm. i think it's before the ages of 21 actually mm. your brain is still developing so just to experience trauma in in that sort of developmental years it impacts the development of your brain Mm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's just like you know you you can understand how these people end up where they do yeah for sure yeah and I guess when they've got you know all these things in a normal setting you can see how they end up not being accepted by society Mm. or end up in trouble or whatever because the people around them aren't having the experience that you get to have with them in that setting where you can you you know Mm put time in to build rapport and stuff like that so that's right i think like on that very initial surface level kind of mm. meeting that they may have with someone in public in, yeah you know it's yeah that's where i think the stigma is created because yeah. that's what people see yeah that like that you like know, oh, that, person that walking that, down like, the street brief moment or, in mm-hmm. time yeah and i yeah. think as well let's be honest you can't get mental health support in yeah. the community. Yeah. Like dude, the beds are blocked. Like you mm. can't, you, like you go if, you know, I, I work for NGIS as well and we have patients who are running around in the community psychotic mm. and we're trying to get them into hospital and we and just kept just getting told, no, not enough beds, sorry. Or we can have them for a day, but got to mm. get them out. Like, and, you know, and like this is sort of what I, you know, I working with people who have committed crimes mm. and are now sort of, been put you know they're, they're they're now on an order where mm. they're in serving their sort of time um i can kind of see how it happens mm. you know like why have people who are begging for help in the community mm. and they can't get it? Mm. it i feel like and i don't know if i can say this but mm. there was you were saying there was someone who had done something quite bad mm. but the night before yeah their family member was calling asking for help saying yeah something seriously wrong correct and yeah. they didn't get that help and then did something terrible the next day yeah and it's like if you know that's right they the the um yeah they called 
pretty much, yeah, they called to ask for help and um, they didn't come. And then, yeah, there was a crime committed. It mm. was pretty horrendous. And it's mm. like, well, these people are asking for help. Mm. These people have their, been... in family members are trying people to... People are trying to yeah. get help and there's yeah. just no help available. Mm. So it's sort of like, you know, it, it just makes you think, mm. <sighs> like mm. how can... How, you know, there's just, it's almost like a lose-lose situation. It is a lose-lose situation. It's not fair. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that that's um, something that people... And the other things where I was thinking, I was like, something else I was going to say. Um, a lot of the time as well, people who end up in the system, there's a huge theory and a huge, um, like, a lot of evidence to support, you know, if you witness aggression and violence as a child, mm. you are more likely going to perpetrate violence mm. and aggression mm. when you're older. Well, because that's just what you know. You've that's right. It it's the normal. role model. Yeah. Um, there's this experiment called the Bobo Dolls um, sort of experiment, and it's mm. a very old study, but it's very, it's kind of interesting. They have this like big blow up doll in this room, and they send an adult in first, and all the kids are watching, and they start, and the adult starts hitting it and like kicking it, and like gets a baseball bat or whatever and then they send the kids in and then all the kids start hitting it and kicking it and get a baseball bat mm. and then they do it again with a different group of kids and the adult goes in and just like you know is not like, a cuddle or yeah whatever. and then they role model that behavior so it's just interesting you know a lot of the people who i work with they have committed fa- crimes but they've witnessed domestic violence mm. and their whole life, their whole life. Mm. so it's sort of like you know what do we expect yeah Mm. yeah yeah crazy crazy stuff literally yeah (laughs) pardon the pun right there yeah it's a whole new world and i mean like i feel like i could talk about this forever and i'm Mm. trying to think of the time oh pretty well what are we at we're at 50 something nice 50 something um but yeah that is like such a i feel like such a crash course because Mm. there's just so many layers Oh, i mean it's something that you could dive a million mm. different ways in and around about for hours right mm. like um but i think touching on it and sort of putting it out there that you know people that have this aren't bad people mm. you know even if they've done bad things like they can't help it yeah it is an illness like you know yeah um i think that's really important and i think as well like touching on like you know when someone has a mental illness a lot of time, a lot of the time, people are like, sure, mm. prove it. Mm. Someone has cancer mm. straight away. Oh my God, yeah. what can I do for you? What, yeah. what do you need? How can I support you? Someone has a mental illness, it's like, one, they might not be believed. Mm. So or true. two, it's like, well, they're crazy. Mm. I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh, they're, oh they were an asshole to me yesterday. Mm. So, you know, and, and it, it tends to push people away. Mm. Instead of, you know, that's when they need the support the most. For sure. Um, so I think, you know, like thinking about it like that, it is an illness. Mm. And these people, unfortunately, were not privileged enough to live, you know, to be to be granted mm. good mental health. Mm. Um, so I yeah, think, yeah. the, you know, ability to work on it and be better. and Yeah, and have the skills. And, like, yeah. you know, the parents yeah. that we had to teach us these mm. skills and... Mm. Um, you know, and I, and yeah, reducing the stigma around like, just because you have a psychotic illness doesn't mean you just, you you must use drugs and you're, Mm. you know, you're using substances. And Mm. I think like my message to people would be to, um, be more curious about, about, you know, about it, about Mm. someone, why they, maybe why they act in a certain way, why they're using substances, what are they Mm. running from? What are they trying to numb? Mm. Um, are they, you know, trying to subdue their symptoms? Mm. Um, and yeah. That's pretty much. That's pretty much yeah, it. I love it. So informative. Oh, thank you. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, I think that's enough for tonight. I mean, one day we might do another episode on it if people have questions about this. It's really mm. hard to narrow down because there's just so much. Um, and that was very like, I feel like I just rab- rambled on. No, it was great. It was really good. Um, yeah. If anyone has questions. Please send me through. I've had, I had a, I had a few, well, one girl in particular asking how I kind of got into this field Mm. and stuff. So, um, touch on it. Tell us. Well, I (laughs) went to uni. (laughs) Um, I got to do, I work, obviously I'm an OT, um, but 
I think for me, I always like, love, this sounds weird because I, like, I love true crime. Now I literally can't watch true crime. Yeah, like, like the thought of watching a serial killer documentary honestly just gives me anxiety. Um, <laughs> I'm like I can't. I need. I deal with. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to deal with. This. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, and I think I, you know, I kind of was really interested in forensics um, and just like the concept of, of you know, of how mental illness can. I was so curious about behavior and human mm. behavior and how that how mental illness could i guess instill the thought of you know committing this crime in Mm. someone and how the brain works and Mm. how you know different medications and substances can impact the brain and genetics and i was really fascinated by all of this Mm. and you know once i finished my degree i you know the place that i work at now i was so fascinated by it that Mm. i did my i did a placement there Mm. And I was hooked as soon as I got there. Mm. Um, and yeah, I kind of fell into it really. Um, but I did, you know, at uni, we were given a lot of like topics or like the subjects and units and assessments that we could choose. And I always chose like the mental health ones because mm. um, I was really interested in the brain. Um, and just, yeah, it, it fascinates me. I am so, I'm so interested in it. I just love learning more and more about it. Um, are you going to do any more studies on it? I am. In that, oh, you are. I am. That's so weird. <laughs> I am. I'm actually going back to uni next year to do um, psychotherapy. Exciting. Which is like a modality, like a different sort of therapeutic modality. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, you know, for me, I really want to get into, like, I love psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to uni for like 10 years though. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, working sort of more around like therapeutic intervention, working with people who have experienced trauma um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, supporting them and their families. And um, and how long will that be at uni? It's a two-year course. Yes. Um, so, yes, I will have my master's, which is exciting. Love that. If I get through it, hopefully. Um, and, yeah, hopefully one day, like, have my own kind of clinic where mm. I can help these people and Mm -hmm. support them and is that like your end goal that's what you want to do yeah I'd love to have my own yeah my own private sort of practice Mm -hmm. but I I'm very interested in like holistic health so Mm -hmm. um not just you know I think medication is is obviously important um there are you know but I also think it's completely over prescribed Mm -hmm. um especially for people you know who are just suffering from you know if someone goes to the doctor and says I have depression and it's mm. like well before we talk about medication tell me about your life literally what about when I went and I'm like oh I'm just in a bit of a shit mm. headspace and he's like here you go here's a script for yeah. tablets and yeah go Try I, I, six months I was like sorry sorry what yeah my first question is like what do you do with your time mm. what, what's your routine like what's mm. your sleep like what are you eating mm. do you, what are your friends like how are your mm. social connections do you work mm. You know, like, what do you do to for self-care? Well, there are so many things that I want to know first before I would, you know. Yeah. And I mean, people with psychotic... Oh, and I mean, there's a time and a place, yeah, obviously. Of course, you know, people with psychotic think, illnesses yeah. generally do need medication. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people with depression and, and things like that, anxiety, it's more about, like, targeting maybe, like, mm. what is causing that before mm. introducing medication. That's, mm-hmm. another, that's another topic. Mm. Write it down. Write it down um yeah yeah i love that fun times ahead fun times ahead oh god you're gonna have to deal with me trying to study (laughs) that's fine it'll be like you this afternoon an absolute bitch (laughs) (laughs) what did you do you're in the kitchen and you're like all right what should we do how are we gonna lift the mood and i was like full shut me down i was like we're not doing this you were literally i was like what do you mean i'm here i am just trying to be like a positive i'm like come on she no but listen i'm like i'm in a mood i've just cracked it i'm over it i'm i'm over it and she's like all right like full got this like voice on like all right what are we gonna do to lift the mood should we like go for a walk or like have a little dance and i'm like shut the fuck I up know. Emma <laughs> and I was like I'm going upstairs <laughs> yeah, yeah I know when I'm not wanted I know no I didn't tell you to shut the fuck up but I no, just said you didn't we're you were like we're not this doing right this now. and I was like we're not doing this right now you're like no are we sure I was like, like you I'm sure certain I'm trying to just I'm just trying just to let me process my little anger and then we'll be fine and yeah. then I just hear well do you want to go for a little walk or something no. I'm like fine <laughs> you're like fine let's, let's go. go oh my god <laughs> I like I love you but you can be moody as fuck sometimes. 
No, I'm aware. Yeah, I know. I knew no, I, I know. was in a mood. I know you're aware. I don't need someone to sit there and be like, come on, let's try to be happy. <laughs> when I'm ready to, I will. I will be happy. No, do you know what? You were happy as soon as you ate food. I was, actually. I, I actually think that, you were just I? angry. I think so, yeah. That's fine. That happened. A little bit of bacon can fix everything. Bacon, bacon is, is good, good for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, See, we're a great podcast. Informative, serious, educational, and then have a laugh. Funny. Funny. Fuck, we give you guys all of it, don't we? You guys are so... You never know what you're going to get. I, I was actually editing videos for the last one and I was like, fucking hell, like the topics and like, you know, we'll be like, yeah, and I was so serious about this. And then we're like, titty fucked on porn out. I think well? it's all about balance though, isn't it? I think so. And I think that's why we wanted to do this podcast, yeah. isn't it? Because we were like... Because we can have these chats, but we can also have a laugh. We are very... We are... We're good at that. Like mm. we're we're good at having serious chats, mm. and then we can also take the absolute piss out mm. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta. If you don't, who will? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got. You it. know what they say? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's late. What's the time? It is late. It's nearly nine p.m. All right, we've got to pack her up. Pack her up, boys. Um, I feel like I say that wrong every time. I'm like pack her up, boys, and you're it's like. Fine. What's that other word I can't say? Go around. Go around. <laughs> Go, Go around. Around. <laughs> I wish they could see your face. Go, Go around. around. Like you're, you're Scottish. I'm Scottish. You're Scottish going I'm, around a roundabout. Scottish going around a roundabout. <laughs> Accents has never been my forte. I can do, you sound like you're from London. Can you? Can I? <laughs> Debatable. I tried to do. Remember, I tried to do the Texas accent on here. I'm from Texas, Michigan. I'm, I'm from Texas, Tennessee. Oh, you're actually not bad, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway. I was trying to think if I have another accent, but I don't. We are Jamaican Bob's. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was I saying in Thailand? South Africa. I love South African accents. Oh, Matt from South Africa. Matt from the South Africa. He makes the rules. He does. Fuck. He does. I wonder what he's doing. How you going, mate? Hey, Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> you made it. Oh, that fucking bus ride. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. I know we said we'd leave, but here we are. But, you can, hey, you can turn it up if shit. you want. Um, we were in Thailand over New Year's and Jackie got so fucking drunk. And I was actually pretty sober, to be honest. I was like kind of not in a great mood. And we were, it was like a two hour fucking bus ride back. It's like being like, you know, we've done New Year's. It's like now probably 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Like Jackie is so drunk. And I was peaking though. Can I just, yeah, Jackie was fucking, she was about to, she was like full scent. And okay. I was like ready for bed. And we had this two hour bus ride. And like, I love Jackie. I love you. <laughs> but fuck, when you're drunk and you're, and you're so fucking annoying. And like. Wait, if I'm drunk and on. Yeah, yeah. drunk and on. And yeah. like nothing can stop you. No, I couldn't give a fuck what anyone No, did. and like she just kept repeating herself. Like she'd just be like, hey, I don't make the rules. You know what they say? You know what they say? Oh, uh, well, I don't, make the rules. I don't make the rules. And then there was this guy there on the bus. His name was Matt and he was from South Africa. She's like, and all just ra- very randomly, she was like, I don't make the rules. Matt from South Africa makes the rules. <laughs> <laughs> like all night. The whole way home. The whole way home. Like honestly on repeat. And it got to a point where like she looked at me. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm about to fucking cut you, bitch. Get out of my fucking face. And I then you like, like, oh, well, I don't make the rules. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I don't make the rules. <laughs> Matt from South Africa does. <laughs> and that, I had to deal with that for two I hours. I paid for it the next day, though. For, you paid for it for like three days, doll. Yeah, that wasn't good. You vomited in the street. I did, walking home, during right. the walk of shame. Hey, it Down happens. the street. Hey, I don't make the, the rules. <laughs> Projectile vomit. Look up. Make sure no one's looking. Just keep walking. Just, keep <laughs> just get me home. Just get me home. It's <laughs> this fine. is not good. It's so fun. <laughs> um. All right. We're actually packing her up, boys. Yeah. And now we'll pack her up, boys. Oh God. Oh, sorry. Keeping you up, are we? <sighs> it's late. <laughs> it's late. Do we? What's with people not sending emojis? I haven't I got a, like a couple. I haven't got but the people last couple. listening because we checked they our are. insights today. Yeah. Send us yeah. fucking emojis. We've got people from Belgium. Belgium, UK, America. We've got a worldwide audience. <laughs> are we Mr. Worldwide? We are. We people. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Been there, done that. 
<laughs> everyday above ground. It was a great so, day. Remember, remember that. that. I got my racket only playing on the road. I'm at the hotel. We got to go, bro. Motel, holiday, holiday Inn. We at the Do you know what? How funny. I went to an R&B club in Hawaii. Most people there. No, oh. but like Shit on the way there, we were singing, I'm at the hotel, motel, just like as a laugh. Yeah. And then at this R&B club, it came on and I was like, oh, we at the hotel, motel. So you manifested it. So you change your beliefs and your thoughts. All right. You're going to manifest it. What am I manifesting? That... Just a nice man. Oh, I actually, you know what? I'm excited because when you get a boyfriend, he can be my friend too. Do you know what, though? A lot of my friends say that, like, oh, but when you get a boyfriend, it's going to be so good because you know what you want and, like, it's going to be a good guy and blah, blah. You're looking in all the wrong places. <laughs> you tell me where to look then, doll. <laughs> we need to stop talking. I know. This we got to go. We'll talk about this off, offline. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, send, send us, us an emoji. Oh, fuck. Which one? Is there one with, like, two heads? Oh, the brain. <laughs> send us the brain. Send us the brain. The brain. Send us the brain. We're about to pack our booze yep. and you know the drill. Be, be good, good or be, be good, good at, at it. it. Good one. <laughs>